Welcome to Bring Your Own Scream Corn. What's Scream Corn, you ask? If you don't know, consider yourselves lucky. I'm your host, Mix Ghost Magiscream, bringing you a very special Halloween episode. This episode has nothing to do with movies and everything to do with real, true, scary stories from Mixtape's life. These three stories are rated PG-13 and there is a content warning for mention of a flasher in story one. I told these three stories on my Twitch stream, Riff Raff Reads, for a special series called Riff Raff Screams that took place during the month of October 2023. Because I told these stories on Twitch, there will be some times where I am responding to things that were said in the chat. I tried to edit out any ones that would be super confusing, but if I missed any, well, you should have been there. So please enjoy these scary stories, and I hope you have a fantastic Halloween. <laughs> turn on our flashlight and turn out the lights. story time this scary story will be rated pg-13 and it has a trigger warning for mention of hmm, how do i put this without giving it away trigger warning for flasher it's it's uh it's pg-13 so so don't worry about it and also let me know if the scary movie is too bad So, about 13 years ago, I moved into a, an apartment with my boyfriend at the time and with a friend and co-worker of ours and her pet cat. Uh, it was all of our first time having our own place and we got the cheapest apartment we could afford. So it was kind of run down, but it was good enough for, for what we wanted and needed. We weren't, sure, we weren't super picky at that time. Uh, shortly after we moved in though, we started hearing reports of a flasher in our neighborhood. So it was like in the newspaper and then we were also just hearing it by word of mouth. Everyone was pretty on edge about that and like everyone in our complex was making sure to keep the curtains closed at all times and avoiding looking out the windows at night. Right around this time, our roommate went on vacation for a week. So my boyfriend and I took care of her cat while she was gone and it was just my boyfriend and I for that week that she was gone. One morning that week, I woke up suddenly and I didn't know, didn't know why, like why did I suddenly wake up? It was, it was still dark out and I turned over in bed and my boyfriend wasn't there. I checked my phone and it was about 4.50 a.m. but apparently my boyfriend had gotten up super early for work which wasn't that unusual but I didn't know why I had just suddenly woken up because like he was, he had already he wasn't even in the room anymore, the door was closed, and I just suddenly woke up for some reason and I didn't know why. Until I heard it. Now we slept in a loft bed, which was like having a bunk bed without the bottom bunk. So like had a ladder going up to it and it was elevated. Um, from up there you could like barely see any of the room. And the loft bed was positioned so that the foot of it met the edge of the window. Our window faced a sidewalk and the street and the window had no screen on it because it was a janky apartment complex. 
And what was happening at this moment was that I could hear the window rattling in its frame. And that is what woke me up. Not like rattling from like an earthquake or construction or anything like that, but shaking like shaking like someone was trying to pull it open shaking like if you ever like tried to pull open your window and you like aren't at a good angle and so it just kind of shakes and it's shakes in the frame that's the shaking that it was doing so i crawled towards the end of the loft bed and i peered over the edge to confirm with my eyes that the window was in fact being slowly tugged open from the outside it seemed like whoever was doing that was having trouble opening it because the window kept kind of like rocking in its place, but it was slowly being pulled open. So thank God for cell phones because I was too afraid to get out of my bed at this point. If I did climb down the ladder and get to get out, I would have had to walk past the window to get out of the room. And I was convinced that if I did that, it would be at that exact moment that the person would burst in through the window and get me. So I texted my boyfriend, help, <laughs> someone is trying to break in through the window. Now my boyfriend was in the kitchen eating cereal, wearing headphones and blasting music at full volume, as was his custom. There, there was another time at another apartment with the same boyfriend where I was awakened by a child screaming bloody murder outside, like right outside our apartment. And I thought the kid was like being kidnapped. And so I tried to go running to the rescue. Same, I like threw myself down the ladder of our loft bed. <laughs> it was like panic ran to the living room only to find my boyfriend standing in the middle of the room with his headphones on, eating cereal peacefully. And he looked at me and saw me just like panic stricken, hair sticking up everywhere. And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm gonna go save that kid that's being kidnapped or, or murdered. And he took off his headphones and was like, oh, someone's screaming. Uh, but then we looked out the window and it turned out there was a kid at the bus stop who didn't want to put on her sweater. She was just, like, her mom was, like, putting her sweater on her, and the kid was just, ah, ah, just, like, losing her mind. So I went back to bed. Anyway, back in this other story 13 years ago, my boyfriend did not hear any of this going on, did not hear the window being tugged at and rattled, but he got my text saying help. So he came running, and he burst into the bedroom loudly, like, threw open the door. At the sound of him throwing open the bedroom door, the tugging at the window stopped. Like, everything went quiet the window wasn't rattling anymore. So I climbed down from the loft bed and we both went over to examine the window. Nobody was there, couldn't see anything. So we were pretty convinced that it was the flasher and that he was like stepping up his game into breaking and entering. So we called 911 and they said they would send someone out. In the meantime, we decided to grab a baseball bat and step onto the back patio because the back patio was sort of next to the bedroom window. Not, it didn't like open onto the patio, but it's next to it. And we wanted to just look for, for evidence or footprints or anything. So we stepped onto the patio and just at that moment, our bedroom window started shaking in its frame and being slowly pushed open again. But we were outside now and we could see exactly who was doing it. It was our roommate's cat. cat. What? Who was an indoor cat, who had never been outside, who we did not allow outside, who neither of us had any memory of seeing him get out of the house, who we had both seen the night before clearly inside and we had not opened any doors or window since the previous night. And he did not want to be outside 
and he had some idea of knowing that the window was a way that he could get back inside. So he climbed on top of the patio fence, which was right next to the window, and perched there, he was placing both of his little paws on the side of the window frame and then putting his whole weight into it and then kind of just like rocking back and forth to slowly push the window open. So we had to call the cops back and tell them not to come out because it was a cat and that was pretty embarrassing. A cab, all cats are beautiful. This has been Riff Raff Screams with Mixed Ghost Magic Scream. I should probably come up with a different name. Okay, well, <laughs> I scared myself. <laughs> Welcome to Riff Raff Screams, where me, your host Mixtape, shares a true real scary story from my life. A couple years ago, my friend Milk and I were planning to do a nighttime photo shoot of my Halloween costume that year. I was dressing up as Faye Valentine from the live action version of Cowboy Bebop. Bebop. And the reason I was doing that is because the series had not yet come out, and so I did not know that it sucked. <laughs> but the cast is great, even if the show isn't, and their outfits were also phenomenal. And so I don't regret making that costume and doing the photo shoot. However, at this time, I was uh, home alone. It was dusk. We were going to do like a nighttime photo shoot at a parking garage, and so the sun was uh, setting. And I was home alone, showering and getting ready, and I was going to go get my costume on. As I was walking, you know, like in a towel, because no one else was home, I suddenly heard the distinct, unmistakable sounds of footsteps on the roof of the duplex that I live in. Um, so I live in like a duplex that has like a completely, it's like completely flat on the top, so like... It's pretty easy to like walk on it as opposed to sloping, sloping style roof. And it's like, I've heard squirrels up there. I've heard cats up there. That is a totally different sound than this like stomp, stomp, stomp. Like the, like it was creaking because it was the, whoever was up there was like heavy creaking sounds that would like echo throughout the whole house because it was so heavy. And whenever like a cat or a raccoon or a squirrel runs across the roof, the dogs would just ignore it. Uh, but in this case, they started losing their minds, like howling, growling, snarling. They don't even snarl and bark like that when there's like someone at the door. Cause like when someone's at the door, they, they bark and freak out. But I'd never heard them being like, like making these like horrible, <laughs> growling noises so i was like holy shit someone is on the roof why why would someone do that also the other thing about the duplex is we have skylights and i was in the bathroom where there is a skylight so i hear these 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 footsteps on the roof and and so obviously the first thing i wanted to do was get the fuck away from the skylight so i hear stomping i want to get away from the skylight because like i don't know are they gonna try to open the skylight and like come in here or like what is the plan here like why would you get on someone's roof i mean if you're gonna break in it just seems like it'd be easier to go through the window or something so i ran away from the skylight to my room closed my door and was like oh why don't i have pepper spray because my pepper spray had expired and i had thrown it away pepper spray expires by the way everybody everyone who uses it for self-defense please replace it every one to two years or check the manufacturer because some of them last longer i didn't have any pepper spray didn't have anything any kind of self-defense 
And so first thing I did was call my roommate to ask if like there had been work planned. Like, is there service people coming today? They didn't answer. So I texted them um, and they did not answer for a while. And so I went ahead and called 911 because I was just like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And they were still on the roof at this point and the dogs were still freaking out. And it was like, if you hear dogs freaking out at you, wouldn't you like go away? Um, and I heard the, so I heard them come from the front of the house and move to the back of the house. And then as I could hear, as they were getting near the back of the house where the back door is, the sliding back door that did not at the time have a lock on it. And also I did not know if it was even like closed or anything. And I hear a sound at the back door. And at this point, I'm like on, I'm like speaking to the the 911 dispatch and, and saying like, hey, this is weird, but like someone's on my roof and I don't know why. And it's, I, I don't know what their plan is, but can you send someone? What the fuck? And so I'm just like cowering in my room, like in a towel. Like, I think I started like frantically trying to get like pajamas on or something to put something on. So I'd be a little bit less vulnerable. And looking around my room, I think I found something to, like, try to use as a weapon. I don't remember what anymore because I was, like, freaking out. And I just kind of wait. Like, I heard something at the back door. And I was just kind of waiting to see, are they going to open the back door? What are they doing? And uh, didn't hear anything else. And uh, police arrive. They look around us. It's dark at this point. It's completely dark. They look around the whole house with a flashlight. Walk around a couple times. Nobody there. They come back. They're like, yeah, nobody's here. I'm like, okay, thanks. Uh, Yeah, they kind of, they didn't have a ladder or anything. They just like sort of um, shined a flashlight at the roof. And because it is flat, you can, if you stand back in the street, you can see. But it was dark at this point, like it was nightfall. And so you couldn't see it very well. So so again, my roommate had not responded and wasn't going to be home anytime soon. And I didn't want to be alone in the house. And I had been on my way to a photo shoot. So I like texted my friend, hey, I'm running late because someone's walking on my roof. <laughs> and I don't know why or what their goal is. And I'm scared, but I'll be there soon. So I just got my costume on and like ran to my car. <laughs> because I was afraid they could be outside still. So went to my photo shoot. It's perfectly fine. My roommate finally got back to me and was like, yeah, what? What are you talking about? No, there's no, it's probably just a cat. And I was like, it's not a cat. It was so loud. The dogs were losing their minds. It's not a cat. I know what a cat sounds like. Um, but yeah, there was no one, no work planned or anything. But we live in a duplex. And so I thought, well, maybe the neighbor either went up there to like get some leaves down or or maybe they had uh, a service person was coming out for, for something. And so my roommate texted the neighbor that night to be like, hey, we heard someone on the roof. Did you, was that you or did you have someone come out? Heard back from the neighbor the next day and the neighbor said, no, I am out of the country and someone put tape over my security cameras. So the neighbor, so it's a duplex, so we share a unit and he has uh, security cameras like in the front of the house, several of them. And he's on vacation. <laughs> yeah. Someone had taped them over. So, uh... <laughs> we went over and took the tape off of their cameras. And at this point, we didn't have any cameras. Only the neighbor did. Um, so the cameras caught nothing because they had tape on them. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. So I um, was panicking at this point, And I was like, I do not want to sleep here. I don't want to be here at all. 
but I did uh, get online and order self-defense stuff. I bought some uh, emergency whistles, pepper spray for both me and my roommate, uh, bats, <laughs> metal bats, metal bats. I didn't get any knives because statistically, if you're not trained in uh, wielding a knife, uh, statistically, knives are much more likely to be used against you. If you have one, it's a lot more likely to be turned against you unless you are trained to use it and strong enough to uh, overpower the other person. So I did not bother with knives, um, but got everything that I could. And then one of my besties also like drove drove several hours to bring me several stuff. She brought me, I forget what all she brought me, but she brought me several things and like snacks. And then she also brought me this really cool lock that is for in inside your house. So we don't, none of the house, none of the doors inside have locks except for the bathroom. Um, but it's this cool lock that you can just install on any door so that it can't be opened. And so I could install it on my bedroom door. So like the window is still vulnerable, but at least the, the bedroom door, it would take them a while. To, they'd have to actually break it down to get inside. Uh, oh, and window locks. That was the other thing. Ordered all of that, but had to wait for it to arrive. Could have gone to the store. Sure. But I didn't <laughs> because instead I went to stay at a friend's house and I was like, Hey, my, this is what's happening. I don't feel safe. And they were like, Oh, just come stay here. And so I did, uh, and you know, until things could be resolved until my weapons arrived. And so I was getting all my stuff together and uh, on my way out, we have a guest room slash office that at that time was rarely used. Now it's got my computer in it, but that time had nothing in it. And uh, so we never go in there, but I was going to leave and the door, that, that door was wide open. And I asked my roommate, hey, are you doing something in the guest room? And they're like, what? No. And I was like, well, did you open the door for some reason? And they're like, no, did, I thought you opened it. And I was like, nope. I'm out of here. <laughs> so, so I left. My roommate was still just like, yeah, I think it was just a cat. And then I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> my roommate also got a light, uh, like a motion sensor light to put in the side yard, which is where my window faces. Um, so that like if any, if any one or thing comes by, uh, comes by, you know, the light will turn on. Someone was frogging. What does that mean? like casing the joint. That's my theory was that someone was like casing us to see if we were good to rob, which we're not because we really don't have anything worth stealing <laughs> except our lives. <laughs> What's frogging? <laughs> so I was thinking that because uh, there was no car in the driveway when I heard the footsteps that they thought no one was home and, you know, taped the cameras and when someone's here, oh, when someone's here leaves in your house. Yeah, I wasn't scared of that only because we have such thin walls Oh, like in your walls or in newsrooms, yeah. Oh, we would have, we would have heard something. <laughs> Hard to do with the animals, exactly. Yeah, these dogs will lose their minds at the slightest little sound. Yeah, saw the door open, went to stay with a friend until my supplies could arrive. So I did that, and then midway through my stay at the friends, I made, I typed up a little note to put in all my neighbors mailboxes which my friend at the time worked for the post office and they were like that's illegal and I was like fuck you <laughs> what <laughs> it's fine so I made a little note that had like my name and number and a and house duplex number and was like hey um don't want to alarm anybody but I'm pretty sure I heard someone on the roof uh Friday 8 p.m by the way this was you know Halloween this was October 28th <laughs> Friday at 8 p.m I heard someone yeah don't be a narc man <laughs> And uh, yeah, so um, I don't know, just be sure to lock your lock your doors and yeah. So I put that in, in everyone on my street and 
behind also. So, so fortunately, the backyard opens onto another person's backyard, which is like more comforting to me than a street because it's harder to get, you know, if someone was to sneak in, it's harder to sneak through two yards um, or, you know, four yards because it's surrounded by other yards. So I also put them in the mailboxes of the people that I share like a backyard space with. Is this why you can't walk at night? It's part of why. <laughs> it, it, it's it's sort of part of why. But in general, like, it's just not safe to walk at night when you are of the, of the woman kind. <laughs> yeah, so I did that, you know, went and stayed at my friend's. And then once all my supplies had arrived, I came home and I still didn't really want to stay there. And so I put out a call on the internet and was like, hey, can someone... Can someone who feels good at fighting come sleep in our guest room just at least for a couple days and still until we see some evidence that this isn't ongoing? Oh, I also ordered a camera, but it, you know, hadn't come yet. I ordered a like security camera. Um, it was much cheaper than I expected. It was like a hundred dollars. I was like, really? And uh, yeah, so I came back and a friend agreed. He, he like brought his bat and pepper spray and uh, was going to come over slumber party, like security slumber party. Got back and I had a note from one of my neighbors responding to my note. And they said, Thanks for letting us know. The other day, when we got home, there was someone on our roof looking in our skylight. <laughs> and I was like, No! I want to move away! I want to move away! What's happening? Someone's casing, someone's casing the neighborhood! What the fuck? She said that when they saw the car, they like they let they climbed down and got in a truck and drove away. <sighs> and I was like, oh my god! But I'm glad my friend is coming to stay. And I have now got window locks. I've got the back door locks now. I've got a camera coming in the mail. I've got bats. I've got pepper spray. I've got emergency whistles. Okay, okay. It's it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. <sighs> so. My friend and I order pizza and we go to play some Pokemon Unite <laughs> for our security slumber party. Just as we're sitting down to do that, there's a knock at the door. And I open the door and it's my neighbor, not the duplex neighbor, but my neighbor on the other side, who I'd seen before, but I'd never spoken to her. And she was like, hey, I'm your neighbor from over there. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen you. And she's like, hey, yeah, so I got your note. And I was like, yeah, dude, it's so scary. Like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. And she was like, yeah, so actually, it's so wild. And she was like kind of laughing. And I was like, why is she laughing? This isn't funny. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, it's so wild. I, I actually, when this happened, Friday at 8 p.m., I was actually walking by your house at that time. And my heart like dropped. I was like, she's gonna say she saw, she saw, she saw it. She saw what happened. And she was like, yeah, I, so I saw and I actually got a video. And I was like, oh my God, what? Oh, you, you got, you got a video. And she like pulls out her phone and, and she's like kind of laughing and like seems apologetic. And I'm like, what's, why? <laughs> so she gets out her phone and uh, she plays, she's like, I can see the date on it. It's like Friday, 8, 12 PM. That's exactly when I heard it. Uh, <laughs> why are we laughing? What's happening? <laughs> and she plays a video of my roof. <sighs> there are about eight giant turkeys, turkeys. <laughs> walking across the roof. <laughs> Clearly 
big old turkey boys <laughs> walking across the roof. <laughs> I'm so glad it wasn't a person. And I was like very embarrassed and relieved. Yeah, so like, haha, it was turkeys. And if you heard the story last week when I called 911 because there was a cat, <laughs> a cat pushing the window open and trying to break in, and we thought it was a person, I was like, great, now I've called 911 for a cat and for turkeys. <laughs> but once my, so I went in and told my friend, like, dude, you're never gonna believe this, it was turkeys. <laughs> After that, like, relief sort of set in. I was like, oh, yeah, but who opened the guest room? Who put tape on the security cameras? And who did the neighbors see on their roof? Bum, bum, bum! Nobody knows. They still may be out there. The turkeys definitely are. <laughs> I've seen them. I've seen the turkeys. <laughs> Although I don't know the lifespan of a turkey. Maybe they've been eaten by now. And this has been Riff Raff Screams. The unsolved mystery. It was like 30% solved. But yeah, now I have lots of weapons, tools. What a terrible story. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. <laughs> I didn't like it. Fair enough, Tom. Fair enough. I didn't like it either when I experienced it. A funny ending, so glad, yes. <laughs> same, same, I'm really glad, as, as embarrassed as I was, I'm really glad it turned out silly, even though it's still got the unexplained shit going on for it. Welcome to Riff Raff Screams, the time in October where I tell a scary true story from my life. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I can't, I can't say that, uh, I can't say what Tom said, I can't, I think I will die, <laughs> I think I'll die of cringe, um, but it's very amusing. This story is called Close Encounters, and it is a camping story. I have a lot of camping stories, but the one that I'm gonna tell you today, this one is about survival already scared tonight. <laughs> oh no. I was looking for a good camping spot to go with uh, my boyfriend at the time. And my grandparents and my uncle used to take me camping as a kid along with like all the other kids that were around. There's just a whole gaggle, a whole gang of stray kids, if you will. And they would take us camping. But this time I was going to go on my own for the first time, like without, you know, adult supervision, even though I myself was an adult, but without, you know, people who had been there before. And I asked my uncle a, a good place to go. And he recommended my grandpa's favorite camping spot, which was on top of a mountain in Tahoe National Forest called Grouse Ridge. Grouse Ridge. It is a long drive to get up the mountain of Grouse Ridge. Yes, there is a large panting dog in this audio. <laughs> and behind me, no. Yeah, is it annoying? Because I can skip this one. Because he is persistent. Yeah. That's the one when I did my first Scary Stories stream. I accidentally had that audio too loud, and so it's louder than my voice. So that'll be very funny to edit. Uh, so long drive up the mountain to get to Grouse Ridge. Um, you have to drive super, super slow, because it's this windy, rocky gravel road. Tiny, super thin road. One car only. 
Um, it's very easy to feel like you could just get trapped, like, because if you run into another car, one of you has to yield. Like, thank God, we were like, fingers crossed our whole time driving up, like, don't, like, we can't run into another car, because if we do, one of us just has to go in reverse, either all the way down or all the way up. The next time Phil tells a story on the podcast, I'm just going to start panting and see how long it takes for him to stop. <laughs> do you hear that? I'll make a stay out of you podcast. Hopefully he didn't hear, hopefully he didn't see you say that or hear me read out loud and you'll just do it and then we'll know. Uh, so yes, a thin, thin windy road. If you run into another car, one of you is going to have to go in reverse all the way up or down. Very stressful. Also, my uncle told me that um, the last time he went to Grouse Ridge, they got a flat tire on their way up and they had to like wait to be towed out because it's, it's like not paved at all. It's just loose rocks. So yeah, so this campground, it's like very basic, you know, they call them primitive campgrounds. No running water, no showers, no trash cans. All you've got is your campsite. Oh, sorry. All you've got at your campsite is a picnic table and a large metal box. And anyone who has been camping in California or anyone who's been camping on the West Coast knows what the metal box is. This is bear country. So the metal box is where you hide your food, but also anything that has an odor. So you're supposed to put your lotions, your shampoos, your deodorants, anything in there, anything that has a scent to it in there. Because if you don't, the bears will open your tent or car like a, like a Twinkie and get at them. But yeah, so this Grouse Ridge is up there, very isolated. There's no cell service. Even our car radio didn't even work anymore. Like we were listening to music just on the radio and halfway up the mountain, it just like cut out and was just static. And then, but of course, because it's so isolated, it's also gorgeous. Like you can't see any man-made structures. It's just trees and mountains and lakes. As far as the eye can see, no human interference and no human rescue <laughs> either. Like you can't even see roads or like telephone poles or anything, nothing, just trees and birds. Lots of beautiful birds, lots of rodents. We saw yellow-bellied marmots, which I had never seen before. It, it looks just like a giant chubby squirrel. Like, take a squirrel, copy-paste it, and then, like, enhance it 200%. And that's what a yellow-bellied marmot looks like. But the tail's a little different. And at night, there was, like, so many stars at night because there's no light interference. So on our first night there, you know, feeling, like, a little bit anxious, a little bit tentative because we're we're up there alone no one else was there we chose a campsite we just like chose it we didn't have to pay or anything because there's just no one there <laughs> we were the only people there and uh no, no one else was at any of the other campsites so we're literally alone out here with no cell no cell service no radio service nothing and neither one of us had ever been camping alone before we'd only been camping with our older family members as kids so yeah a little bit of anxiety going on you know we stayed up and then went to sleep and that first night there we were awoken in the middle of the night by some sounds we could hear right outside the tent just a kind of crunching like we were woken up by just this like crunching like pacing slow like crunch 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 in the leaves and pine needles outside of our tent not like not like eating sounds but more like something was pressing into the leaves and pine needles right outside our tent and right away we assumed well i say we but uh i, I assumed in my head 
Okay, those are foot. Those are footsteps. Those are footsteps. It's either a bear or some serial killer who lives in the woods. But it's probably not a serial killer because the serial killer's natural habitat is suburbia and they usually don't stray that far from the closest hardware store. So process of elimination, more likely a bear. Either a bear or, or some rando, some rando of the woods or, you know, or another camper that we didn't see. Maybe like some creepy, some creepy camper. Some like, what are you doing in my swamp type of guy who like lives out here in the forest. So it's either a bear or that guy. But then we heard two things. Yes, perhaps Shrek. It was either a bear or Shrek. <laughs> oh, great timing, Crow. Uh, then we heard two things. One was that the footsteps were simply too heavy, too big sounding, and too numerous for a two-legged creature. This was not a two-legged happening. There was more than two legs. At least, at least four legs. And the other thing we heard was grunting and breathing sounds. Animal grunting and breathing sounds close to the ground by the tent. Like a creature was sniffing the area. Casing, casing the area, if you will. <laughs> casing the area with their nose. Yeah, either, either a bear or two sumo wrestlers wrestling. Or two sumo werewolves. There are two sumo werewolves inside of you. One of them is TX Tom. The other one is Shrek. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two sumo wrestlers wrestling. So we sang that to ourselves as we thought we were about to die. Pretty sure it was a bear. It's a fucking bear. Heavy, heavy footsteps and sniffing around the tent and wants to rip open our tent like we're a little snack pack. We're going to be the, the gummy snacks for this bear's midnight snack. It was midnight, by the way. Um, and so, yeah, so we both, we're both woken up by the sound, but we haven't said a word to any, it's a word to each other because there's a fucking bear outside and it's literally a foot from us outside of our thin little two person tent. Um, but it was a full moon that night. So there was enough moonlight sort of like coming through into the tent that I could see my boyfriend's eyes glinting with terror. <laughs> And so we just met each other's eyes, like both of us terrified. And we both like silently knew, don't say anything. Do not speak. Be quiet. <laughs> I assume we were both thinking, uh, well, I was trying to remember if with bears, there's bears and mountain lions and you're supposed to do different things. You're either supposed to be very big and loud and try to be very intimidating or you're supposed to play dead. And I couldn't remember if the bear was be intimidating or play dead. But we went with play dead and pretend we're not inside the tent and we're not tasty. We're not tasty at all. Be very quiet because quiet things don't taste as good. But we knew it could smell us though. It could still smell how delicious we were. So we were just quietly, quietly hoping and praying. This bear is not going to unzip our tent <laughs> or more likely rip it open with its claws. Uh, and then after what felt like hours, because it was, the grunting sounds and the footsteps around our tent 
eventually stopped. So it was like pacing around our tent. Like you, we could hear it just like crunch, crunch, like really loud right by our heads. And then we'd go all the way around our tent, just pacing around our tent and sniffing close to the ground and grunting. Hours later, hours later, the sounds finally stopped. And probably another hour or so after that, we were able to fall asleep. We, we managed to fall asleep. And then we did eventually wake up alive the next day. So the next morning, we come out of the tent and try to examine, you know, what's been left behind, see what the damage is. And all around the tent, you know what we see? Tracks. Tracks all around the tent. There was indeed a beast outside our tent, pacing around our tent, and the evidence was everywhere. And you know what the tracks looked like? Shrek. No, <laughs> what does Shrek foot even look like? It was Shrek foot! <laughs> Human! Sumo! Two bears sumo wrestling! Clearly! Now, what they looked like... They looked like... Two half moons next to each other? like a goat or a deer but like 10 times as big and you know what else was all over outside the tent big steaming piles of a cow, cow shit. shit so that's the story of the time i thought i was going to be a midnight snack for a california black bear but instead was the toilet for a mountain cow <laughs> so lesson learned it's like it's like I always say as of just right now that I'm saying it whenever you go out in nature you always learn something nature always has something to teach you and what my boyfriend and I learned that night was that we would have been really disappointed if we had spent our final day together so we broke up <laughs> And everyone lived happily ever after, including that cow, I presume. <laughs> this has been Riff Raff Screams, sharing the story of our close encounter in the wild woods of California. Yay! Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for not running away screaming. Fun times. Fun times. Of the turd kind. <laughs> Close encounters of the third time. Turd kind. I'm gonna write that down in my notes. <laughs> Close encounters of the turd kind. Good one, Anna Banana for. You're just driving down the mountain. You know, I would not have been happy to die without having dated like literally anyone else. <laughs> yeah. Obviously I'm exaggerating that part, but it makes for a good ending. I mean, we did break up, obviously. But yeah. Not that day. Not that day. Do, 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 do. So thanks for joining me for Riff Raff Screams and Riff Raff Reads. Survived cow encounter, immediately break up, yeah. 
I mean, you know, it's when, when, when the times get tough, it's when you really get to know each other. And that is true. Like, that is when you really, you know, you can get along with a lot of people when things are going well. But it's when things are hard and scary that you learn your true colors and your true chemistry. You need at least a week after surviving to break up. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't immediately. They made, yeah, yeah, it wasn't right away. Down to the mountain. Down the mountain. Oh yeah, on their way down the mountain, the uh, our brakes almost lit on fire also. We stayed for like a new, another two days camping and then on the way down, um, because it was so steep, uh, he was like riding the brakes too much just to try to keep the speed from not going to like 80. Because it was just like a very steep slope. Once we got out, once you get off of the gravel part, and it was actually like paved asphalt, it's just incredibly steep. Um, and so he was riding the brakes too much and they started like smoking really bad and it smelled like fire and so we pulled over and we had finally gotten cell service at that point so he called his dad and was like hey what does it mean when brakes have smoke and it smells like fire and his dad was like um were you pressing them a lot while you were riding down a steep hill yeah don't do that <laughs> stop doing that so yeah, you just have to let yourself go really fast, even though it feels scary, uh, and tap the brakes instead of uh, riding them. What does it mean? It bad. It not good. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that part was scary too. Lots of scary. Lots of scary stuff. Well, thanks for hanging out for Five Screams. Screams. This was our last scream since the month of October shall be over imminently. Uh, but it's been it's been fun sharing some real true scary stories with y'all. And, uh, reading books, animal encounters. Yes, uh, a listener, an active listener will have noticed there was a common theme between these three stories. <laughs> this one more than the last. Yeah. Yeah, this one's wrapped up nice and tidy. Unlike, unlike that one. <laughs> uh, but really. Uh. Thanks for joining me for Riff Raff Reads and Riff Raff Screams. This is a Sunday afternoon or evening show, depending on where you are. Our new time slot is 3pm PST on Sundays. Twitchity Twitch. Thanks for hanging out, Natalie. Thanks for hanging out, TX Tom. Thanks for hanging out, Grace. Thanks for hanging out, uh, Anna Banana 4. Thanks for hanging out, I'll Make a Say Out of You podcast. Oh, hello, Jackie Trisandra Trofan. Jackie, Jackie Tetris and Retro Fan. <laughs> Sorry for mispronouncing that. Welcome to the stream, Jackie. We actually just wrapped up, but the book that we are reading right now, here, let me turn off my atmospheric, my atmospheric stuff. The book that we are reading right now is called Neurotribes by Steve Silberman. It's on the whiteboard there and the scrolls. Turn off the panting. Yeah, let me turn off the panting <laughs> for our new, our new chatter. <laughs> We are currently reading Neurotribes, The Legacy of Autism and the Future of Neurodiversity by Steve Silberman. We are on Chapter 6, and the VODs are uploaded to YouTube if you search YouTube for Refraff Reads. That me, though, after I go up the stairs. Yeah, don't forget to stretch. Yeah, thanks for hanging out, Anna. Uh, but yeah, thanks for popping by, Jackie. Hope to see you next time, Sundays at 3 p.m. PST. And everyone, have an excellent rest of your night. Hydrate or dehydrate. Have an excellent Halloween. Hope you have a very scary time that ends up humorously and enjoyable and makes a good story later. Dance break!
Thank <laughs> you.